What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, May 18th, 2021, a Widow Wednesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside from Spawn on Me, Khalif Adams. What up, Greg? What up, Not Greg? Much, man. How are you now? You, you, how are you feeling? Are you drinking the water? You said, right, you just got the second <laughs> dose of Moderna. Or do we have to have a nurse on standby? What's happening? I'm feeling lightheaded and I can't see orange. I don't know what's <laughs> happening, Greg. Can you, help, can you help me out right now? No, I'm drinking all the water. I uh, had a whole bunch of Gatorade. Had okay. had one and a half. Well, I had half a pop tart, so I think that covers that's everything. That's, need. that's exactly what the CDC recommends right afterwards. I mean, oh, wear your mask, eat a pop tart. That's the way yeah. the longer working. <laughs> At the uh, same time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, eat it through the eat it through the mask. Through the mask. No, but I'm feeling okay. We'll, we'll see in about another two hours or so. So wait, did you get really it this morning or did you get it yesterday? I got it around like 6 p.m. yesterday. Oh, so yeah, supposedly okay. I think it's like that 12-hour gap where they're like, well, you'll feel okay. And then you get to this weird spot where you may start to feel some of the effects of it. But sure. I'm hoping that'll be after the show so I don't wind up feeling all super funky during the show. See, but. I don't, I don't want to throw rocks from my glass house here. Right? But I'm a Moderna boy, too. And I yeah. have no problems the second day. I think it's these Pfizer kids, all right? <laughs> no, except <laughs> that Moderna is more intense than, than I Pfizer. I mean, maybe I'm just so strong, you know? Maybe I don't have to worry. Maybe yeah, or maybe the vaccine didn't like activate as uh, many of it, your, uh, it didn't take from me. My body rejected it. <laughs> your metachlorians just fought it all off, and but that it was is what all it about is. that Pfizer gang. You know what I'm saying? Oh is god, it, is that what you are? Yeah. Imagine, imagine, imagine vaccination groups as like gangs, uh, gang members, <laughs> like, like streets of the gangs in New York, but all about vaccinations, and that would be the way you'd wind up doing just it. Just roaming the wild. streets, get these Pfizer boys out of my town. This is Moderna territory. Once you're a Moderna, you're Moderna all the way. <laughs> like that would be that would be dope. Uh, I want to see. Oh, God, it's the Johnson and Johnson kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming down the street right now. Look at those nerds, those Johnson and Johnson kids. <laughs> Everyone has needles. Why are they trying to stab me? I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a bunch of things. Khalif, you've been on the show dozens of times now, but for somebody who's seeing you for the first time, who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name is Khalif Adams. I run the Spawn of Me podcast. We are the premier podcast spotlighting people of color in the video game industry. We've been doing that for about eight years or so, almost nine coming up. A couple, well, no, actually, wow. towards the end of the year, uh, we'll be, we'll be uh, rolling around towards nine years. Uh, and yeah, we have fantastic conversations that a lot of gaming podcasts don't want to dig into. Uh, and we talk, we talk about marginalized and under, underrepresented groups in our, in our show while talking about all the dope stuff that happens in the gaming space. So it's a little bit of a mix of, of all those things combined is, is where you'll find Spawn on Me. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love you. Thank you for making the time to come in here today because we have plenty to talk about. Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, let's tackle an IGN Palestine update. GTA yeah. 5 online on PS5 having a date. And the question of, is Devolver going public? We're going to dive into all of this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames funny games you can ask your questions about the video game news each and every day you can get the show ad free and you can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday on patreon.com slash kind of funny games however if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can watch us record the show live for free on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like cinemaniac is unsung spartan is and the gift master himself Corey cudney r if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games consider subscribing to the twitch channel lots of cool stuff going on ron funches is coming through to play mario party with us what? right after yeah, this baby. on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games that's cool what? that's fun 
Yeah, I know. I don't know, Khalif. I don't know anymore. I'm like, what? Exactly. Like Ron Funches, uh, DJ Khaled, yeah, yeah, Megan Fox. Fox. She'll be right here to play with us any second, too. Uh, if you are on uh, twitch.tv slash games right now watching the show live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around... The globe, the globe each and every weekday. Housekeeping for you. There is a brand new episode of PSI Love You XOXO up right now with the Trophy Room's Kyle Stevenson. It is us talking all about Jeffy Grub Grub's report that Starfield is officially not coming to PlayStation. It is an Xbox exclusive. Uh, we also talk about how the dual sense actually matters more than we ever thought it would, and so much more PlayStation goodness. You can get that on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get it and support it, please consider like, subscribing, reviewing, ringing the bell leave a review tell your friend yell it out to your friends just drive through the neighborhood yelling about our podcast <laughs> Khalif, this is one of those interesting ones where yeah. jeffy grub grub's report of hey here's what i know about it kind of broke throughout a many a different way where yesterday yeah. on games daily the guys talked about it in terms of hey over the weekend this is the tweet he put out that he can officially confirm gamescast made him doubt himself but he's he's officially confirming uh next year 2022 not coming to playstation uh so we tackled that on ps i love you didn't want to bring it back to games daily because it's just jeff giving a little bit more on why sure were you surprised by this just to get your comments in there i don't want to steal thoughts from you what, what was your take on starfield well, uh, well, apparently all, being exclusive well i mean first of all industry heavyweight jeff grubb uh unless i forget i'm sorry just like i'm trending gamer he is industry heavyweight industry heavyweight industry heavyweight jeff grubb i mean again my my thoughts about starfield has always been that again if microsoft is going to spend that kind of money yeah you have to make sure that thing is exclusive in in the fight of the conversation that we've had over the past two generations of games where a lot of folks have been saying especially from the sony camp that xbox has no no big games and all that kind of stuff They've now spent the money, spent the money to have big games on their platform. So this makes yeah. this makes total sense to me. 100%. You can hear a much more uh, in-depth discussion over on PSI Love You XOXO with me, Blessing, and Kyle. Uh, Friday, we are streaming money to... Uh, we are streaming to raise money. Uh, for the, <laughs> we're streaming money. That'd be awesome if I could just stream money. We're streaming to raise money for the Palestine Children's Relief Fund. Uh, we will be uh, out there 11 a.m. as usual. Who knows how long we'll go or how many guests we'll have on because we're <laughs> figuring all that out. But you can go to kindoffunny.com slash Palestine right now to donate to this uh, very great charitable organization. What's interesting is that I set the goal yesterday at $5,000, expecting probably hit that on Friday. Y'all crushed it, and we are just short of $20,000 right wow. now without ever doing one stream. So thank you so much for your support. Consider going to kindoffunny.com slash Palestine and donating, or just go there to find out more about the charity. Uh, again, uh, the Palestine Children's Relief Fund. Thank and you. Fantastic show yesterday with, with Tam and, 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 and Bless and, and Tam. That was so well done. And, and 100%. Really, really well, really well done. I appreciated it, the, the commentary there for sure. It was one of those, you know, I'm always proud to be uh, kind of funny in what we've built here. But uh, yesterday, you know, getting to listen, listen to that while talking to Klepik for his article, while, you know, making sure our uh, children's relief effort uh, post got up into everything else. I was incredibly proud of the team yesterday and the company and the community that we've built, obviously, because uh, everybody's so fantastic in having hard discussions and talking stuff like this through and understanding, of course, that at the core of kind of funny is if you want to get in here and say just talk about games 
fuck off. That's not what we do. <laughs> this is a community and we're people and we're human beings and we have emotions and spectrums. And that is going to uh, touch many of different things. And if we were just a gaming organization, I would still say that. But of course, we're so much more than that with two different YouTube channels, a slew of different podcasts, a whole bunch of different personalities, the ability to bring in all sorts of people from all walks of life and different life experiences so that you can come, they can come in and you can learn something. And I'm blessed and privileged to learn something, not only from my staff every day, but from our community every day, from our guests every day, from our friends every day. And so, yeah, you know, that's what this weekend was all about. I really, uh, you know, I was, you know, on my own, uh, a bit, heartbroken that it took tam putting out a video to really kick me in the ass and be like no you need to pay attention to this and also to see you know tam's video cut through so much of the i would say indoctrinated bullshit of uh, american culture where it is and and maybe it's more than that but it is so much about you focus on what's local and what you know and what your country is but that does often then just paint the middle east and hey this is a place where it's always fucked up so don't worry too much about it i'm like all right cool don't and then you have to have a friend come in and be like, whoa. And this this is the, you know, I talk about this all the time on Kind of Funny Content. You know, Khalif, you and I do a show with uh, Kaiser Permanente and Cloud9 called yep. Presence of Mind with Alana Pierce, of course, but nobody's ever heard of her. Uh, <laughs> where we talk about <laughs> mental health and growing up in front of the camera and doing all these different things. And the hope I would have from doing Kind of Funny is that, yeah, we entertain you, but you also get to learn different life experiences that then inform your own in a way it never would. Cause I always talk about that of going to college and, you know, having my first black friend going to college, having my first gay friend, and I should say openly gay friend. Right. But having mm-hmm. people who could suddenly clue me in on things I was doing or saying that were like, this isn't playing the way you think it plays. And here's right. why, because here's my experience. And you're like, Oh shit, I had no idea. And so that's a similar thing I think we do every day here. And that's the power of the internet when it works. Yeah, agreed. Totally. I mean, again, I think most of the work that gets done in real ways gets done in intimate spaces. We have a really different way that we're kind of sharing that information out because we both have shows and we're both kind of in the public in the public sphere. But I think when all of you are at home and you're having those conversations or you're not having those conversations, we're hoping that we're giving you the space to spark that that interest and spark that space for you to be able to, you know, broach them in a a real comprehensive and smart and and thoughtful way with the people that you care about and, and, and broaden those circles out. So um, again, kudos to you and the team for 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 snagging Tam last minute and, and pulling him in for that. Because again, the conversation has been wrought with lots of information that is that is hard for a lot of folks to be able to kind of dig into. The, you know, folks are scared to kind of dig into it. But the, the the conversations between some of the stories we're going to talk about in a minute and the conversation that you had with all Tam is that with Tam is that it shouldn't be a scary conversation. You should be able to right. kind of talk to folks about what this is from a human level, which is which yeah. is where it really lands. Yeah, and if you thought this was going to be a serious part of the show, oh boy, howdy, do we have some journalism talk to have oh, in a second. stuff. <laughs> before then, thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Tom Bach. Today we're brought to you by Caviar and Credit Karma, but Tim will tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. All right, let's start with number one. It's your IGN Palestine update. Obviously, I would assume you caught Kind of Funny Games Daily yesterday, where, again, a blessing, Tim and Tam talked about all the Palestine stuff, but then also, uh, as a layer above that, right, was talking about the video game side of it, where IGN and Game Informer put up separate articles, and GameSpot did, but theirs didn't get taken down. (laughs) IGN and Game Informer (laughs) put up separate articles of, hey, here's our ways to help the civilians uh, of Palestine, the the children of Palestine, the people who are caught in the crossfire of this horrible, horrible... uh, conflict and so 
uh, IGN put that up, and then it was up for a day and a half, and then it was unceremoniously taken down, and everybody was like, what the fuck is going on? And then in the middle of the night Sunday, <laughs> like when everybody was asleep, a statement went up on Twitter, and then Monday morning you were here for Kind of Funny Games Daily to see everyone react to that. And we all had the ideas, the thoughts that, okay, seems like management interference. You see people on Twitter from IGN not really having this. Clearly this isn't editorial. Now we have a bit more. So we're going to start at Waypoint, where Patrick Klepek put up an article recapping all of this, going through all of that. But he put this up yesterday before the next piece of news. <laughs> he put up his thing. And the new information that was probably happening while we were doing Kind of Funny Games Daily was this. It's a paragraph from Patrick's Waypoint article. At a contentious staff meeting yesterday morning, and I put that in there because it would have been this morning, uh, three IGN employees told Waypoint that IGN Executive Vice President and COO Perry Schneider was peppered with questions about the post coming down. Who actually removed it? Why did they decide to remove it? One employee said Schneider did not respond with specifics and argued the issue was the charity article choosing a side in an ongoing quote-unquote war. Parentheses. He was specific to use the word war multiple times. Another employee asked if IGN's parent company, J2 Global, was motivated by financial investments in Israel, which reportedly Schneider could not answer. Again, uh, Patrick's got a whole bunch of great reporting in there. Obviously, the whole lead-in, the whole outside of it, everything that's going on, everything that's happening. That's one went up, though, to give us a glimpse of what's happening behind closed doors at IGN. Then, yesterday afternoon, about right around close of business, right, IGN put up, uh, IGN employees put up an open letter uh, to the management of J2 Global and Ziff Davis and the corporate leadership of IGN. It is incredibly long. It is incredibly well written, and I urge you to go read it in full. I am going to cherry pick some, and this will. <laughs> this is already going to be long. <laughs> it's longer over there. Some, a few summaries and go through, all right? We, the undersigned employees of IGN, are appalled by the recent management decision to subvert our editorial autonomy and remove our post directing aid to the Palestinian civilians currently suffering a humanitarian crisis in Gaza, the West Bank, and Jerusalem. In our original post, we offered our readers ways to support charities that help injured and sick children, supply educational resources and food assistance to victims, and provide emergency medical relief for those wounded or displaced by the conflict. We feel these efforts should not be controversial. All humans deserve access to these basic rights. And it is important for those with means to offer aid in times of humanitarian crisis. From there, there's multiple paragraphs detailing the timeline of what happened and kind of confirming exactly what we all thought probably did happen, right? Mm -hmm. The post they put up uh, with this, both the Twitter and the, U the YouTube, the Twitter and the IGN page, right? The post was shared thousands of times, called for humanitarian aid. A day and a half later, it's removed. The editors were not notified ahead of time or notified when it was taken down. Uh, then the statement we get in the middle of the night, the staff also got right before it went live is Twitter. So they got this email that said the exact same thing, not understanding that that would then be the statement that whoever from IGN management put out on Twitter. <laughs> Kyle, you're already shaking your head, right? It's like, man. It's bad. Oh. It's bad. Oh, man. So now we'll rejoin the letter in progress. While we are glad to see a sizable donation being made to save the children, we feel the decision to remove the original article and social posts, as well as the subsequent statement from management, is not only actively harmful to IGN's public reputation and its employees, but also highly disrespectful to much of its content team and broader staff. The statement inaccurately described, uh, I'm sorry, inaccurately ascribes uh, the retraction to those, quote, across IGN, rather than to the members of our upper management team who made the decision, giving a public impression that the decision was made by the editorial staff, despite this being a choice we did not make collectively and which many of us do not agree with. 
Following an IGN-wide meeting this morning, we have come to understand that this was a clear instance of corporate overreach and demonstrated blatant disregard for the most basic standards of journalistic integrity and editorial independence. The business interests of a publication's ownership and its editorial staff should stay separate at all times. Amen. Mm -hmm. uh, importantly, we feel the latest statement dangerously turns what, what was a matter of supporting innocent civilians facing a humanitarian crisis into a harmful case of both sides-ism. Helping children and civilians harmed by the horrors of war should be uncontroversial, no matter who the two sides are, and is in keeping, and is in keeping with IGN's ongoing efforts to highlight causes that are important to our team, such as our support of Black Lives Matter, last year and our more recent celebration of AAPI Heritage Month and joining the call to end AAPI hate. The victims here deserve the same support. We, the undersigned, are calling for an all-hands meeting that includes IGN Upper Management and anyone at J2 Global or Ziff Davis who had a hand in the decision by the end of the week, in which we would like full transparency about the reasoning and process behind the post's removal. We ask that the management bowl, uh, body sorry, responsible for the decision accept that responsibility publicly. We ask that management recognize IGN's editorial authority and autonomy with regards to what it publishes, regardless of whether the work is news, reviews, features, guides, video content, or promotion of initiatives our staff feels are important, such as issue awareness or charitable support. While we want to make sure all voices on our team, IGN management included, feel able to weigh in on what we say as a site and how we say it, we are adamant that corporate leadership does not get the final word in editorial decisions. Finally, we ask that management work with our staff to republish the piece. We are open to doing this through a process that incorporates management feedback and concerns about how the content is perceived, but we firmly believe that we must be allowed to advocate for humanitarian causes freely across our channels. We are a team of creators who love what we do and take pride in our work, which has previously enjoyed the support of and freedom of unnecessary interference from our parent companies. We would like that relationship to continue to be a positive one. It is our hope that management recognizes its heirs this past weekend and is willing to work with us to ensure that IGN can continue to stand as a trusted publication, unconstrained by interference from corporate interests, and able to freely inform its audience about opportunities to support important and meaningful causes around the world. And then it was signed by a litany of IGN personnel, not just IGN editorial, IGN people from around the company, uh, worth pointing out there. Khalif, I just talked for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> what is your what's your take on all this? Where do you where do you want to pick it up? If somebody hit the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme music at the end of that at the end of that article. Rebecca they, Valentine. It's Rebecca Valentine King. <laughs> <laughs> they again, like if you if you think about what happened over the course of 48 hours, and you think about not only just how corporate cut the knees out from an editorial here yeah in a way where again we have in a consistent like let's think about the bubble in which we live in right now where we're still always fighting the end of the conversations around what does ethical journalism look like in the gaming space right this being a full frontal attack on editorial by corporate yeah. for a thing that shouldn't be controversial at all at all is such a weird thing to see but it was a fantastic response from the folks over at ign uh you know you're in trouble when they when people say we as the underserved that means people are pissed 
That means people are mad. <laughs> people are about to beat that ass uh, because they wind up saying. Well, it's some funny stuff. to read it, and like, the amount of people I saw read it, and I, you know, I was talking to Jen. She's like, "All right, cool. So when when do they unionize? You know, what I mean, like this uh-huh. is clearly exactly this is how this starts, right? Is that you oh, make yeah. this volley? Here are our demands. Here's what we want from from corporate, which is a meeting, which is an explanation, which it sucks that. And again, keep in mind, I know, uh, you know, Tim talked a bit about this, and like us jumping in here. Obviously, we worked at a, I worked at IGN for eight years. Yeah. I know some of these people involved i know pair very well like yeah. it's this weird thing of having pair in this meeting and having him not be able to answer questions to mm-hmm. me reads that cool it was his boss's boss coming down saying this is what's going on he communicates that to his staff they ask questions he doesn't have the answers maybe uh-huh. i'm wrong about that maybe i don't know but it is a situation of like oh god what like what that's not what you want to hear right like how no. many times have you been there where you're like can i speak to the manager yeah, <laughs> like you yeah. don't know what you're talking you don't have the answer i need get out of the way let me talk to the person it is so like this is definitely like you don't have the answer sway kind of moment like, yeah, like this yeah, is like yeah. Kanye, you don't have an, you know the answer sway. but it is one of those things right where again like from the community perspective this is what you want to see from the folks in the field who are doing this work every day you want to see them stand up for themselves. You want to see them stand up for for their for their rights to be able to do this work in a space where they don't have corporate overlords kind of you know over their shoulders saying sure. this is what you can write. This is only what you can write. These are the only kind of uh, expectations that we have of you and opinions that we want to see. Um, again, which is a weird thing because for corporate, all you had to do was not do anything. You just had Dude, to let people rock and just chill and do what they had to do. I saw somebody tweet it the other day of like, "What a Streisand effect moment, right?" Oh and my it's god, exactly that. Right. Like, yes, there was blowback when they put up the post. Yes. IGN Israel coming out with their statement and stuff. I thought was okay. This is not the the way to do this. And then, but it was already not calming down, but like, look at GameSpot whose post has been up the entire time. And it's not like GameSpot's bird to the ground or people, uh, their traffic is cratered or yada, yada. It's like, let people be mad in that, uh, those few days for it. But then to do this and then again, this is, I mean, remove all the Palestine stuff from it if you want to, right? Just to have the conversation about what's happening right now at IGN and why I think it's so important for Kind of Funny Games Daily, a show that is so much about the video game industry more than just right. here's a game you should play, right? Like, right. as, and I don't truck it out early, let me dust it off. As a man with a journalism degree <laughs> from the University <laughs> of Missouri, right? Like, what a fucking quagmire. Why did you yeah. do this? Why? Like, talk about negating so much of the amazing work ign.com has done in the last five years right because it was that thing of when i worked there obviously people hated ign and people still hate ign for no reasons or whatever and they hated there for no reasons but i'm talking about when i worked there it was that thing of there was a lot of tribalism where it was that GameSpot year when I I mean I remember working at IGN years and years and years ago where GameSpot couldn't talk to us. That was an editorial mandate. Don't talk to IGN people at events or whatever. Obviously that's long gone. But even at the point where it was the idea that you know I don't want to name sites because I wasn't at those sites, but other dot coms that thought they were doing real games journalism and IGN sucked. And it's that it's you know leads to the infamous story of I had a list on the phone of people who are talking shit about IGN all the time on Twitter. Where I was like, I remember this because that person blah blah blah, and like that was a stupid move on my part. Talking shit was a stupid move on their part. But then of course you're young and stupid on the internet, and that's how it works. And to get to where we are now, where everyone is on a podcast with someone else everyone is in a relationship or a marriage with some other site yes. like people are moving around everywhere and everybody's gone and done it to the point that ign is not the ign it was when it was me roper and dunham on beyond you know what right. i mean and like right to then have it be here and have it be this thing where it's like cool you've hired in such 
such a great staff. Let alone, I mean, you want to, I mean, like to have somebody like Dorn Bush and then have Rebecca Valentine, to have yeah. Pat Bailey, to have Tina over there running the entire thing. Like, yeah. what an eclectic, motley crew of people who are going to bring different opinions to games, do different kinds of coverage. And then to come, and not to mention, and this isn't me sidestepping Brian Altano and people who have already been working there for years yeah, and yeah, years, yeah. but I'm saying, like, building up this thing that, like, legitimately is doing great work and you can look at it and people are like man IGN's doing great and then to step on this to step on this rake that you could have easily avoided and what did they think was going to happen like they hire in all these free thinkers they hire in all these great writers they hire yeah. in all these people who are clearly uh, you know there to you know make good shit and be outspoken and then you unceremoniously take down the article without a conversation oh fucking hell well, here's the funny part about all of that, too, which is because this is a classic case of this should have stayed in the DMs. <laughs> like, this, all of this should have stayed in the DMs real hard. Like, yeah. IGN, IGN uh, Israel should have just DM'd somebody and be like, yo, we got beef. Let's figure it out. But it, but it is one of those things where you, you talked about this group of folks who are from so many different parts of the spectrum of, of life and, and, and so many different experiences within the gaming industry coming together to make this different and new version of IGN that we see now. If you thought that the squad wasn't going to like, there's still this kind of air about like kind of dipping your feet in the water with politics and conversations about the world and, and, and state of the world issues in that way. If you think now that the folks who were there before, or I mean, or the folks now were like, well, you know, Let's let's lightly tread with some of the stuff now. Now, oh, man, bets are off now. Yeah, like now, I expect them to go full ham when it comes to conversations and ideas around some of that stuff in a way that's not going to get them fired. Because again, you you still have a, a certain layer of like we need to do this because the bosses need to say that we need to do this, and you know, there's some lines I'm sure won't, won't get crossed. But now you better believe that those stories are going to be coming out and more things are going to get pitched and they're going to pull in more people who are going to pitch newer and, and different kinds of stories that might be more in line. With, yeah. More in line with what you see at a vice or you see at other places like that now. And, and that they deserve to be able to do that now because they got their legs chopped underneath them. And, uh, that, and that's the thing. If you're not going to stand behind them on those decisions, I wonder, I wonder if, you know, cause they're like, for me, it's very interesting to, Look at this, and then and I don't want to speculate because I don't like that. Sure. And I know that like uh, Imran, you know, put up a thing yesterday. So did Gary of like, you know, oh man, if this happened to me, I'd quit. And people stepped yeah. in like, I understand you're trying to help, but that's not really the way to help. And they're like, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. I apologize. Yada yada yada. Like for me, what are the reverberations of this? As you're talking about, of like, yeah, yeah. how how you're gonna have a team ready to talk now? And I wonder too of like, you know, like IGN got in a lot of hot water with the six days of Fallujah, uh, yeah. uh, IGN first, right? And yeah. I felt like that happened and that kind of played out. But I wonder if that would it was to happen now after the fact, what would you see publicly from the team, right? Because well, it isn't so bad. People yeah. are still mad about that article, right? Yeah. People are still mad about some of the guests that are coming onto the show or, or just people that have been on the shows this week, right? And, and some of the folks over at IGN. Where I think where now, I think that there's going to be more of an expectation from, well, from the folks in the community who have been paying attention and who have been listening and consuming that content for a long time, for them to be even more transparent about the sure. connections between corporate and, and editorial, where now it feels like each editorial piece that goes out needs to have a weird disclaimer on their, on it. That's like corporate didn't fuck with us at all. Like, we, right. we didn't, like, you know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody, you know, forced our hand to do this or not do this in a way, because again, what it does is it sets up this, this precedent for folks who are doing that good work to then have to be second guessed by the public. Yep. And that's the oh part God. that makes it crappy and dangerous when they were already doing that anyway. 
so it's now even more of a layer that like separates the community from the the folks doing the work and it sets up just these weird interactions these weird energies that go along with the work that shouldn't be this controversial for saying hey we don't want to see bombs dropped on kids yeah that's it's not that hard it wasn't that hard of a, of a conversation to kind of wrap your brain around uh but yeah. they, they totally botched that they botched that so and, hard and you and that's what you bring up of like you know to how much this is eroded the reputation of IGN and how yep. much it has opened the door for anytime you want to attack a review or just make a joke at somebody's expense, right? Well, yep. you know, in my day, it was always a fact that they'd compare it to some other game or this guy killed God Hand or whatever. Yeah. Too much water. <laughs> like, there's always something to use, but like, this is like such an actual violation of it. And so, my thing is, like, I wonder, I don't, I, you know, I, I didn't expect the mass walkout of IGN of like, you're gonna no. see 10 people quit on Monday or something like that. But yeah. I do wonder how many people just got all right cool i've been on the fence for a while i've been ready to mosey for a while now i'm officially looking now i'm actually yeah. thinking yeah. me and these people are thinking about doing a podcast like and starting a patreon like that's the thing i was talking about yesterday with jen of like for me it's gonna be interesting to see in six months who's still around who's gone oh, yeah. what's what this has done to the reputation and not not and i mean six months is a long view the letter we are talking about right now right talks about uh you know the fact that they want a meeting this week mm -hmm. so this is how it goes when you're usually when you're unionized but when you're not here cool you've made this demand that you want a meeting in a week what happens if that meeting doesn't happen then you figure there's another letter and probably a walkout they're not a, not oh. a mass exodus of people quitting but like we're not publishing anything today we're not doing this we're not covering whatever but imagine, imagine, imagine if you have that scenario, right, where they they go to that meeting and that meeting does happen and it goes badly. Yeah. And a lot of folks are like, this is not the answer that I thought I wanted. Well, this is the answer I didn't want. And now, hey, we have some of the top talent in the gaming industry. Again, what people don't understand about this industry is that, you know, and that's the reason why the whole conversation is about like, you should leave. That stuff is just wild. But I think there are like. 50 to 60 slots in this in this game in a real way yeah. where you're at the top level of any kind of core any kind of games industry space ign probably has like 15 to 20 of those slots where you have folks that are you know on camera personalities you have the writers in the back room you have all the folks who are doing all that work video all that stuff because that doesn't even talk about just the folks in editorial that talks about everybody else who is there who's doing cameras lights doing you know production all that kind of stuff just those <laughs> those folks have yeah. feelings too about this as well right mm -hmm. does that then tell you that again that the company that you work for is a place that doesn't align with your values and if those don't align with your values what's the decision that you feel like you may want to make in a space where it has been more often than not that if you dip out and you leave one of those jobs that you might be okay if you gather up enough good folks around you to make that sure. stuff work of course sure. kind of funny and you know min max are are, are you know, or spot or companies and, and organizations that have done really well in that space. But think about it: if if at least five out of the top ten folks who are you know top ten folks over at IGN that people already know about decided to bounce out and go make their own thing, that thing is going to be successful. Sure, it's going to be successful. So, like the people at at IGN Corporate, they really don't understand what they have uh, and how no. rare that is to get this kind of squad together to do this kind of work in a space where editorial is still hard and still doesn't pay well and uh, uh, uh the video games industry doesn't pay that much if you're not if you're not doing you know game dev if you're not doing uh other aspects that are not you know in, in front of camera stuff they could definitely dip out if they wanted to make their own super team and they would do well 
uh, in, in a way that might be able to to to, to match what they're. But they, and if they if I can that. jump in on this right and bring in, and I want to make clear, I'm not. This is not an argument. I'm not trying to pick yeah. a fight. I'm trying to jump off of something. Jay Z Science in the chat said, "Don't quit your jobs over this." Shaking my head. I'm again not encouraging anyone to quit their job, but what I do want to stress is, and I don't know what your job is or role is. Yeah. For me, Greg Miller, a person who worked at IGN and reviewed games and wrote a lot of content for the site, right? Like, this is a breach of basic ethics for what your job is and the responsibility yeah. of what your uh, overlords and corporate bosses are and editorial team and stuff like that is like, I can't express to you enough in terms of like to peel back all the uh, Greg laughing at an invisible Grover and yada, yada to go all the way back to like when I was writing reviews, when I just come out of J school and I just saw this, like yeah. this is such a violation of boundaries that yeah. I'm not saying people should quit, but I you need to understand how much this is affecting people there in the way that somebody just did came in and did that, right? I always go back to a long, long time ago, obviously. Uh, when like first year at IGN, I reviewed a video game and I did not like it. And I put up the review and it was the main cover of IGN.com and the main cover of PS3.com, maybe PS2.com. And yeah. uh, or ps2.ign.com. Uh, and I will never forget it. I got a phone call and I picked it up. And it was that person's, it was that game's PR person who was no mm -hmm. longer in the industry. And again, this is years and years ago. And they were like, just so you know, I've mm -hmm. talked to your boss's boss and that won't be in the cover tomorrow and yada, yada, yada. And you, and I remember being like, all right. I, I mean, I was like, I'm not giving this the time of day, but I hung up on it and I turned to Dunham, who's Jeremy Dunham, of course, uh, my boss at the time, leader of the IGN PlayStation team. And I told him all this and I will never forget him listening, stopping, turning to me in the rage, filling his face uh -huh. and being like, who did this? Uh -huh. who? And he got up and left and he came back like 10 minutes later and he was like, don't worry about it. It was that they called my boss's boss, but it was, it was literally like they don't understand how the site works. The, the, yeah. This person was trying to be like, it won't be up tomorrow. Like, it's not going to be the front page tomorrow. Just let it ride for 24 hours. But like, it was such a violation that, that the boss's boss called back. And it was like a whole thing of like yeah. them protecting me so I can do my job, not having to worry about that. And that's exactly yeah. what we talk about when we talk about the wall between editorial and advertising. It's what we talk about, you know, like the fact that when you have to bring it to kind of funny, right? That like, yeah, we'll take a sponsorship for a game we think looks cool or whatever, like ahead of time. We just did a Final Fantasy VII Integrate, right? Yeah. But yep. like Square knows that when, and you, the audience knows that because it's us, when that game comes out, if it's garbage, we're going to say it's garbage and we're allowed to say it's garbage and we would never yeah. sacrifice that thing. And this is a bit apples and oranges here, but what I'm talking about back to IGN, right, is just the fact that like, to have someone come in, not have a conversation, take this thing down, change something in your post, let alone completely delete it, let alone completely erase it from the internet, not understanding that th anybody, anybody at IGN on the editorial team could have told them this was the destination if you do that. If yeah. you do that, it's people don't look at it and go, oh, the article's down, back to my life. I get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, the, the, the thing that I think a lot of folks don't understand is that when you do this work, the only thing you really have to stand on is your word and your consistency. Yeah. And if, if you lose yep. one of those in the eyes of the audience, you, you are screwed. It's over. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. when it winds up being done. Uh, so, so the, again, this, and, and this gives the guise of the editorial team, not, not keeping up their word and not standing behind the, the work that they did. So that's the reason why this is so important and why this, why the response was again so beautifully done. It's like people that actually write for a living wrote this. Yeah, you don't want to get don't get into a fight with people who write for a living Hell about words. No. <laughs> no, you never do that. You idiots. Why would you do that? That's the dumbest thing you could do. Don't mess around with people who are lawyers or writers. They will 
eat your lunch. And it's, and it's like, you know, they are like, you know, J2 and IG management are painted into a corner here as they should be because of their yeah. colossally stupid actions. And so what happens this week and what happens if they don't give in to what IGN wants and what happens if those people leave? Let, I mean, I know, again, I am a dinosaur in this industry, but there's a reason Giant Bomb blew up when Jeff Gersman stood behind his review and was like, no, I don't like oh, yeah. And they were like, get the fuck out of here. And GameSpot was set back years, yes. years by that decision to get back to where they are now. And some people still don't trust them because of yes. it, right? Like yes. this, I understand like, oh, don't quit your job over this. And, but I mean, like this is, there are ripples happening here and I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm very interested, fascinated, uh, and upset by it, of course. You know, I've talked about this a million times when it comes to some of the plagiarism stuff IGN's gone through in the past, but like underneath my kind of funny logo is still my IGN logo and the eight years I served yeah. there that was formative to me who be it who it is. And it's always going to hold a place in my heart. And so to see the people who work there get fucked over by management like this really sucks. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I digress. We will see and monitor the situation <laughs> as it in no doubt continues. Stay tuned. <laughs> Number two on the Roper Report. Hold on. Actually, no. Let's see what... You know what's great? <laughs> Patreon.com slash games because you can write in and be a part of the show. You can also get the post show we do over there, but you can also get the show ad-free. But guess what, Jack? You're not watching on Patreon.com slash games. so let Tim tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Caviar. Loving good food doesn't necessarily mean you're able to cook well. If you want a good meal but need a little help, let the restaurant come to you. Caviar can help. I do it all the time. Let's be honest. I can't cook at all, and that's fine because I have Caviar to help me. Any food that I'm looking for, they will come deliver it right to my door. It's easy. It's great. Next thing you know, I'm eating some good food. Caviar is the food delivery app for people that are into good food. They bring the best local restaurants directly to your doorstep. Other apps may have the national chains, but Caviar keeps it local. Those hidden gems in your neighborhood, they're on Caviar. And I know this well. All the local taquerias that I love so much are now at my finger tips and they come right to my door and it's fantastic if you're not sure what you want to eat you can let caviar staff picks recommend the best spots in your neighborhood to find your new favorite caviar curates local options for every taste whether it's the perfect reuben from the sandwich shop or the best indian vegan curry you always have options for whatever you want and options are always good my friends uh just for you guys out there caviar is offering ten dollars off an order of twenty dollars or more all you have to do is put in the offer code kind of funny at checkout remember that's ten dollars off a purchase of twenty dollars or more with the offer code kind of funny download the caviar app and use offer code kind of funny kind of funny and next up shout out to credit karma okay credit karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions and now they want to help even more with a credit karma money spend account you can be rewarded for good money habits and who doesn't want instant gratification like that credit karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases when you use your credit karma money debit card you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to five thousand dollars you just pay with your debit card and if you win you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account uh, credit karma money has already given away over three million dollars in instant karma to over fifty thousand credit karma members and counting that's awesome uh right now 
You can visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Who doesn't want to win money? Uh, instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. One more time. That's creditkarma.com slash win money number two on the roper report gta online on ps5 and then the next boxes as dates uh we join an already in progress rockstar press release an assortment of new updates to both gta online and red dead online are on the way throughout may and the summer months bringing some of the most frequently fan requested additions to each game along with a host of new items quality of life updates and much more if you are into red dead online or gta online of course you can go get those details those things that are happening they're they're many paragraphs of it but then we get to the meat uh the expanded enhanced editions of grand theft auto 5 and grand theft auto online are arriving on playstation 5 and xbox series x slash s with new features and more on november 11th 2021 as an added bonus this summer's updates to gta online will include special benefits uh for players to take advantage of in these expanded and enhanced versions when they drop Plus, in honor of the upcoming 20th anniversary of the genre-defining Grand Theft Auto 3, we'll have even more fun surprises to share, including some specifically for GTA Online players. While the standalone version of GTA Online will be available to players on both platforms, this new standalone version of GTA Online will be available for free exclusively to PlayStation 5 players during the first three months. And PlayStation Plus members on PlayStation 4, make sure to claim your 1 million GTA bucks, whatever they call them, by visiting the PlayStation Store (laughs) at the start of each month, every month until the launch of GTA Online on the PlayStation 5. Gosh, you care about dollars. GTA Online? Yeah, get no. your shark cards. Shark card money coming to you. FDIC approved. No, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like I never really got into GTA Online because my, my first initial impression of that experience was load up, have your five grand in your pocket, immediately go into the lobby, random person shoots you, take all your money, and then you just log off because you're like, this isn't fun. This but I've seen so many people over the past 35 years that these games have been out. Uh, be able to run in and have a lot of fun. I feel like I missed out on something. You never, you ever have that feeling where you're just like, oh yeah, there was some zeitgeist around a thing. And you just missed it. Yeah, and that's Kevin me and I GTA tried Online. years ago. Now Kevin and I tried, but we were in the new studio. We we were like, let's do it. Let's get into GTA Online. Yeah. So we went and did it, and it was that thing of like man the menus are complicated and like wait am i in your world i'm not in your some kind of funny best friend would you know a shirt put us around or whatever and it's just like all right like i just this it isn't doing it like you know what i mean then we go play uh stuff with achievement hunter we'd go do videos with them and they'd play and they were like doing game modes and we're having a great time but then it was just i could never get into it at home on my own the weirdest thing about seeing more conversations around gta 5 and gta online has been me playing more role-playing i've done more role-playing servers yeah. Uh, of late, I was doing some stuff with Gary Witta and, yeah, and other course. folks. Gary Witta. I mean, he's Englishman in Los Santos. We English heard man about in Los Santos. We we had our first interaction of uh, Englishman in uh, uh, in in Los Santos with my dude Contangelo Jackson uh, as 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 the character there. But in terms of GTA Five online now, I'm just like, this is Skyrim all over again. It's so many versions of it. Sure. It's so many times it's come back. 
it's never gonna die. We're gonna be on the next consoles, and they're gonna do another GTA Five. Oh, if you want that, then let's go to story number three. Speaking of never fucking dying, Saints Row the Third is coming to PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X slash S. Excellent news has just dropped. Saints on May twenty fifth. Saints Row the Third remastered will bring the mayhem to Xbox Series X slash S and PlayStation Five. This version will also be free to all current owners of the game and will equal the ultra settings on PC. Improvements made to the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 version include frame rate boost to 60 frames per second and dynamic 4K resolution. Will Xbox Series X players uh, can choose between performance, 60 uh, frames, uh, 1080p, and beauty, 30 frames, 4K modes. Of course, this version will also take advantage of the SSDs on the new consoles and serve much faster loading times. Plus, by popular request, we have added Saints Purple to the glow color of the DualSense controller. To add to the Saints Row news, we can confirm that Saints Row the Third Remastered will be available on good old games on May 22nd, launching alongside the C-Team version. If you are a child, which would be understandable, maybe you don't understand this game originally came out November 15th, 2011 on PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and Windows. What the fuck? Here's here's my new definition of SSDs when it comes to some of these games. is Stop selling this. Please stop selling this. So we don't need it anymore. There are technically more versions of with this uh, with this uh, coming. There will technically be more versions of Saints Row the Third than there are GTA Five, which is fucking ridiculous. I love this game. It was a really good game, but I played this game four times already. I mean, it's <laughs> like, one of those. This version is also free to current owners of the game. So good, that's there for you. And I guess yeah, it is a good game. No one's taken away from it being a good game. So if you haven't played it, there's a chance to. Paris Lily has come in here, and I don't know if he's coming in to talk about ribs or barbecue or Saints. What's going on, Paris? Uh, I literally was at the gym and I go, oh, wait, let me see what's happening on KF, KF, uh, GD. GD, yeah. And God, I can't even talk. I'm sorry. But, uh, I saw that Mr. Khalif Adams was here. So Can I, could I have not nothing resist. Paris for myself? Can I have nothing? Can I have nothing? No. Give me my I, moment I, in the sun. I, I legitimately wanted to come on here and just profess my love for Khalif and say how proud I am of him, of all his accomplishments and this everything that lie. he's been doing. I don't and even though he can't cook, because let's be clear on that, he cannot cook. <laughs> wow. I, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely proud of him, and I wish him all the best in his future endeavors. Okay. I, I, I appreciate that. Lots of <laughs> I take that. I take that in therapy. You know, we're gonna go back to presence of mind real quick. I take that in. I absorb it. I now reject it and get the hell out of the show. I'm doing <laughs> okay, the show with Greg. Right. Get, the hell, <laughs> get the hell yeah, out. Yeah, it's of the again show. like people in chat like, why are you bitching about again? It's it's more the joke, guys. Of just this. How many times are they gonna re-release Saints Row? It's 2011, PS3, Xbox 360, Windows, Nintendo Switch, 2019, PlayStation 4, May 22nd, 2020, Google Stadium, 2021. Like just. Make a new Saints. Yeah. Just go, I mean, you they know, are, want a new are Saints. They? I know they are. Put it out. Stop re-releasing this one. <laughs> I want yeah, a new Saints. Like it's ultimately new GTA. Like affects us in any negative no. way. It's just like, it's no, this is ridiculous. It's, un, it's unreasonable. Because it's one of those weird things where it's like, if you haven't played it at this point, are you really thirsty for either one of those things? No. No one. Everybody wants new stuff. Everybody wants new stuff. And new stuff is coming, but literally everybody wants new stuff. You don't want the old stuff. 
Well, I got some new stuff for you in story number four. All right. Damn it's right. a question. Is Devolver Digital going public? This is Marie de, de la Sandre over at gamesindustry.biz. Devolver Digital is reportedly preparing to go public on the London Stock Exchange with a valuation that could reach one billion pounds, right? Yeah, that's how they do. Yeah. According to the Telegraph, the publisher appointed bankers from Zeus Capital in preparation for its public listing. Uh, Game World Observer added that the company is expected to go public by the end of the year. There's no more details about the situation at this stage. Games Industry biz reached out to devolver but the company didn't have more information to share the company had a very successful 2020 uh, being the publisher of mediatonics hit fall guys it also acquired serious sam developer crow team uh last year uh, for an undisclosed sum uh, we recently talked to the company's marketing manager robbie uh, patterson about the strategy behind rpg roguelike loop hero Fall Guys initially launched in August 2020 and quickly became the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game of all time. It also became the highest earning digital launch of any PC title since Overwatch in May 2016. The title was among Steam's top earners for 2020 alongside titles such as GTA 5, PUBG, and Counter-Strike Go. Uh, we talked to Mediatonic earlier this year about Fall Guys' success, and it plans to bring even bigger audiences. Mm. Something to keep your eye on over there. I mean that's good. I mean that's good news for folks who are thinking about the potential health of a of a publisher, though, right? Like I think oh, totally. you don't do that work unless you're thinking about getting bigger and expanding and what that looks like. Um, and it's also one of those things that tells you just how strong the portfolio of Devolver has been over the past couple of years, especially with them pulling in Fall Guys and all these other folks. I there is Annapurna, uh, Annapurna Games, Devolver, uh, Mediatonic. And there's like, uh, not Mediatonic, um, Housemark, and some other, there's like two other devs where you automatically, for me, you say you're putting out a game, I'm copying it, and Devolver has Well, that's that. the thing about Devolver, right? I think as a publisher, right? They yes. have such a vibe for the partners they bring in, the developers yeah. they bring in, what they put out. And it is that, you know, you everybody's seen their E3 press conferences and the fact that so they good. are trying to be in on the joke and trying to do all stuff. And it's like, it's a very like, anarchy i feel like skatery kind of thing right like it's not extreme but like eh, they're the cool kids they're the cool kids sitting in the the corner table you know yeah exactly right and they that's put out my, stuff like my... yeah loop hero you know what i mean and you're like yeah that's a great game they put out yeah. you're like yeah that's a great game and it's one of those i feel like the uh well, uh, carry on, right? They put out the weird yeah. games that you don't connect with every time but you when you do connect with one of them you respect the fact that they're there yeah. uh, uh ape out you know what I mean? Yeah. That was a devolver. Oh, like, yeah. Come on. Like, yeah. So many good games. And, and that's, I think that's actually, that's one of my new bucket list items. I want to be in there at their E3 press conference. I want to be in kill? that. I want to get Nina killed. Struthers. I want to get killed in it. Yes, I want to get killed in it. Somebody I still think one of the devolver. greatest jokes of all time is when PlayStation asked uh, Devolver to have someone come in as a talking head and that thing <laughs> yeah. to talk about it. They brought in Nina Struthers, the, the woman they hire, who's just an actress. Yes. So fucking good. I was like, oh my God. Because you know PlayStation so had no idea. No. Like, oh, Nina Struthers, CFO, whatever her title <laughs> no. is, they just put her yeah, in there. No, no idea. That's so good. Uh, let, me, let me give you some quick hits to round out this show here. All right? Number five, this is a weird no news story. Uh, basically, though, uh, I wasn't sure if I needed a pad today. Uh, don't expect Hollow Knight at E3 2021. Uh, Wesley LeBlanc at IGN had the thing, but basically what happens is Team Cherry put over in their their Discord uh, a thing from Griffin, uh, a member of the marketing publishing team, Matthew Griffin, who wrote, hey, guys, I just wanted to pop in and let you know that Team Cherry does not have any announcements slash blogs scheduled for E3 this year. So if you were looking forward, ladies and gentlemen, to Hollow Knight Silk Song being announced or, or you know, getting more information about it at E3, do not hold your breath. That is not happening. T Tim's not fantasy happening. critic uh, league list is looking dire and dire by the moment. <laughs> I'm tearing that thing apart. And I got Mario Golf. Woo-wee! Come on now. <laughs> Come on now, kids. Number six. 
I got hit. I got quick hits from you from game. I called this games industry dot biz facts because these are all things that came through my inbox and I was like, oh, it's a headline. I don't think there's much to discuss. <laughs> and then when it games industry put them all together, I was like, oh, you know what? I can just yell out facts and everybody be happy. Yeah. Ancestors, the human kind Odyssey has sold one million copies. Congrats to them. Did you play uh, that? that? No, no, I heard. I heard it was not good. <laughs> so I was like, I am not touching that. I got. I don't have time for that. I do not have time for that. I don't want to be. What was it? You? Yeah, you played up the evolutionary chain, right? I, I kind of need to go back to it. I know it wasn't really good when it dropped. I feel like they, they, if they sold a million, that gives me some want to try to go back and check it. Anyway, remember that is the game that we sent Devin Sauer to cover at a preview event, and he came back and talked on the game's cast. Just a heads up. <laughs> Casper and Idle dumb. Hands, Devin We're so Sauer. Dumb. They're the best. I love just hear the stories from PR of like all these other games journalists there to play the game, and they just looked over like, that "Fucking Devin Sawa <laughs> is the guy from Final <laughs> Destination here to cover this game for kind of funny." Uh, your next uh, uh, games industry fact is: uh, Bad Robot Games raised more than forty million dollars in Series B funding. Of course, Bad Robot JJ Abrams thing. They had made the announcement they were coming into games. They've raised more money. Eventually, that'll turn into a game we can care about. And then uh, Blazeball developers raised $3 million in funding. Uh, the Game Band, who is the developer, to the, the Game Band is going to use the investment to expand the team and release a mobile version of the absurdist fantasy sports title. I feel so like I need to get into that. I've seen so many people talking about it. So many kids talking about it. I remember Daniel Dwyer talking about it. I need to get into that. We went, when uh, Rebecca Valentine was here visiting uh, San Francisco not too long ago, but a long time now ago, we did a socially distanced thing in Golden Gate Park. And it was that thing of her telling me about it. Yeah. I was like, I never want to play this. I just want to hear it from your perspective of like the crazy <laughs> shit that happens in that game and all these different things they move around and like, you know, oh. there's like a thing that eats people and all. I was like, oh my God, like, I don't Yeah, I, I don't, I just want to hear, I want to read about it. I want to read the sports. Yeah. Report. Yeah. Khalif. Yes. I'm excited to never play blaze ball, but maybe one day <laughs> plays blaze ball on a mobile device, but that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, SnowRunner on Switch, uh, Arxia on Switch, Jetboard Joust on Switch, Essays on Empathy on PC, Days Gone on PC. Oh, motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> Void TR. Sounds like a perfect time to play uh, Days Gone. Parentheses, you know? parentheses, good. Semicolon slash slash Void Terrarium Plus Plus is on PlayStation 5. Wait, I'm wow. sorry. You need to read that. You need to read that title. Wow. Again. Hold on. That's what I. You all wanted to make jokes about Days Gone. It's the wow. yeah, hashtag PS We Played This for PS I Love You this month. Play it. Sounds Make like a great right. time to start playing Days Gone. You know what I'm saying, y'all? What, what, what you just read sounded like the feelings I had right after I got my shot. Hold on. Void, T-R-R-L-M, my body shutting down. Semicolon, slash, slash, void, terrarium, plus, plus. PlayStation okay, 5. I, I got I to look up gameplay for this. Keep reading your fucking list. Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Dry Twice, PlayStation wow. 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Siege Survival, Gloria Victus, PC. On the heels of today's announcements of the upcoming races, big up Red Dead Online players can now score triple Red Dead Online money. Uh, Essays on Empathy is back here. I already said that. Too bad. Guardians of Lore is finally on Steam. And then the Marvel's Avengers launches the champion system today if you want to go earn more XP. And you know I do. <laughs> Y'all yeah. motherfuckers know I'm back deep in Avengers today oh, getting all these champion course. points. God. <laughs> now, they, now you're showing us over here. This is, what is Void, T-R-R-L-M, parentheses, parentheses, slash, slash, Void, Terrarium, plus, plus on PS5. The way that character slow blinked is exactly how I feel. <laughs> 
New dates. Elite Dangerous Odyssey is coming to PC May 19th. Summer Games Done Quick. Schedule is up. That'll be happening July 4th through the 11th. Deeps, I already talked about that. Uh, Maneater is coming to Steam, Xbox Game Pass, and Nintendo Switch on May 25th. Uh, Nubula. Nubla, Nubla 2 uh, is coming to Steam May 28th. The Ascent is coming to Xbox consoles and PC July 29th. The Heart of Darkness is coming to PC June 10th. And then Wilder Myth is going to officially launch on Steam June 15th. Deals of the day for you. Fuser is getting a permanent price drop. Uh, Fuser will now be $39.99 and the VIP edition will be $79.99. Of course, this is going to be across all the platforms, PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Did you play Fuser? I see you nodding over there. Oh, I love Fuser. Fuser's my jam. Tim liked that a lot, or Blessing liked that a lot, and I have it, and I never, ever started it. And I feel oh, you got to start it. It's yeah. very, very good. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, Game Pass has a bunch of updates for you. Uh, SnowRunner is available now. These games are coming out on May 20th. Uh, they're all EA stuff. Uh, Peggle 2 in the cloud, EA Play. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighbor Reveal, cloud, EA Play. Secret Neighbor, PC, uh, May 20th. Uh, the, the Wild at Heart console on PC, still May 20th. Then on May 21st, The Catch, uh, Carp, and Course Fishing comes to cloud, console, and PC. Uh, also, Knockout City comes to console yeah. and PC. I'm very excited to play some Knockout City. Of course, remember to deal of the day. Uh, Knockout City is free on all platforms for the first 10 days because they want you to come in and play. No gating. I'm very impressed by them doing that. Mm-hmm. Man Eater, as we already said, is coming out on May 25th, but it's also coming day and date to Xbox Game Pass, Cloud, Console, PC. Conan Exiles comes to Cloud and Console May 27th, uh, optimized for Series X on May 27th as well. Fusion Frenzy, May 27th. These are all May 27th. Joy Ride, Turbo on Cloud, uh, Fusion Frenzy on Cloud, Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries on Console, Slime Rancher on PC. Solasta, uh, Crown of the Magister on PC, and then Spellforce 3, Soul Harvest on PC. <sighs> Damn. Get it a lot is. of games. Lots of things to play out there. Look at that breath control. You could be an MC. Look at you, Greg. Look at me. I could be. Uh, Khalif, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, uh, roostreet.com, and podcast services around the globe. A hard to find writes in with a you're wrong and says, Ka, Greg had no fucking clue what you were talking about when you made the Kanye reference. That is correct. I, I, yeah. I, saw, I, saw, a, I saw a glaze look over his over like, uh-huh. face. But yeah. as uh-huh. a good co-host, I didn't bring that up. But thank you for doing as that. As a good right co-host, now. I just kept nodding along, right? It's very yeah, much exactly. like Airheads. Or no, Wayne's World, when the guy's switching all the tapes and they're making fun of him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nanobiologist says, Greg, nobody plays Blaze Ball. It's fan stories. You just love watching it. I like hearing about Re- from Rebecca's point of view, all right? I don't want to know what's going on. All that stuff. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then Calhan says, I missed that Ascent is coming to Game Pass console and PC day one. So there you go. Yeah, if anything, Blaze Ball uh, plays us in the end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In Blazeball world, Blazeball play you. Um, Let's talk about tomorrow's hosts. You're going to have Blessing and Andy on this show. Thursday, it'll be me and Steve Saylor. Friday, it will be Blessing and myself. Of course, we have a post show to do over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live on Twitch, Ron Funches is here to play Super Mario Party with the boys. I'm excited to see that after I do this post show. Khalif, before we go, Behind the paywall of patreon.com slash kind of funny games that supports us and keeps the mics and lights on. Where can people keep up with you? Uh, check us out on all podcast platforms. You know, look up the Spawn on Me podcast with Khalif Adams. Uh, I'm going to have a couple of really dope pieces of stuff out this week. Uh, we have our show on Wednesday evening, 6 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me with Jason Schreier is going to be rocking with us. And I get to show uh, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spawn on me uh i'm putting out my first preview of uh death loop 
from Ooh. Arcane. Uh, so that's going to be really, really good. A lot of people have been checking that stuff out. Again, please subscribe to the stuff. Uh, we, we, we definitely want to have more of the, the KF uh, BF folks rocking with us and, and sharing out the work that we're doing. Uh, and it would be fantastic for you to come through this weekend. Also, uh, Fanbyte, uh, twitch.tv slash Fanbyte is the mother company where our, our podcasts live. We're going to be doing our own charity event uh, for, nice. for the folks over in Palestine uh, this weekend. So make sure you're checking that stuff out as well over there. So yeah, mad stuff happening. Lots of, Lots of stuff happening. Lots of things. Kyle, thank you so much for your morning. I love, love you, fam. <laughs> we're going to do it on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. But if you're not following us over there until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.